I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Of the year. Hey, we made it, Isaac Harris. We made it. Let's go. Let's go. my dog's freaking out. There's a there's like fireworks going on outside of my house right now. I don't know why. I know we're leading up to Fourth for of July. Patrick Beverly. But <laughs> the fire, I'm just in my brain. There are people in my neighborhood that are just NBA fans, and it's like a celebration <laughs> of free agency starting today, right now, today. As you're listening to this podcast, uh, it is free agency day, and uh, it's pretty cool that they moved it up. So now we don't have to stay up until the wee hours in the morning, which we probably will anyway, but um, 5 o'clock Central Time. If you're in Dallas, 6 o'clock Eastern Time, free agency will start, even though it started weeks ago. (laughs) Yes, so this podcast, we will just be doing a preview. So if you're listening to this later in the the night, we don't know what happened yet. So we're... uh, Chris Haynes just tweeted, Milwaukee Bucks extended a qualifying offer to Malcolm Brockton. (laughs) There you go. It finally happened. They waited on that one for a while. <laughs> we were talking about this right before uh, we hit record on Milwaukee officially giving Malcolm Brogdon the qualifying offer, and we hadn't seen it anywhere. Uh, some people were talking about it, so there you go. Uh, it officially happened now, and Malcolm Brogdon's restricted free agent. It makes no sense for them to not do that. For sure. I... In my opinion, it makes no sense for them not to match any offer that comes their way. But we'll talk more about Brogdon later on in this pod. For sure. For sure. So in this podcast, we'll do a preview of everything. Um, Here's some of the things that came that were Mavericks related today. Um, The Mavs are officially meeting with Patrick Beverly. It's not going to be a face-to-face meeting, apparently. But they are going to have a uh, a phone conversation um, per reports from Brad Townsend. Also, the accountant stays. Rowdy B, Ryan let's go! He's back. Brokoff's a brand new dad. I I'm so excited for him. Friend of the pod. He's been on the pod before. Get that uh, bag. Just a generally nice guy, and um, I'm glad. That, yeah, I mean, uh, 1.4 million dollars. This is what we we're looking for in free agent. You know, especially if you you spend your money, you're looking for guys you can bring in at super cheap that can hit a three pointer and. Six foot seven, forty percent from three last year. I wish he got a little bit more run towards the end of last season, but heck yeah, sign me up. Let's do it for sure, for sure. We're happy for Ryan Brokoff. Basically, if the Mavs did anything with his contract today, it would be like if they released him, then his contract would be non guaranteed. But since they didn't do anything at all, he becomes guaranteed today. So that deadline came and went. Ryan Brokoff will be on the roster. We think we've had. Players guaranteed contracts go into the season before and uh, not make it to the. Uh, what's your famous one you always bring up? A guy that was Sam Dallenbear. Sam Dallenbear was a uh, guaranteed contract and didn't make it through because of solid measuring. And he's still he's still there. Solid measuring, still kicking. You know who? I, you know what? I know 
he is kind of older. He's 28, broke off. But I'd like to see him torch in Summer League. Hmm. But he's not going to play, probably. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, he wasn't on the roster, so. By the way, but, I take offense to you saying he's kind of older and he, that he's 28. For Summer League. I know, but that's like how old we are. I mean, campaign's like 38, but. <laughs> Couldn't make it two podcasts without a, <laughs> without a campaign reference. Also. Uh, Brad Townsend also reported that the Mavs are expected to offer Tobias Harris a below-max offer. Hmm. What are your thoughts about this, now that we trashed Tobias Harris yesterday, pretty much? How did we trash him? <laughs> we, we just we just him. said we didn't like the fit very much. Uh, for for a max offer, that I, yeah. I'd be worried about the max. Yeah, I mean, it. I think that was... Um, yeah, I think I think it's it's a simple move for Dallas. We don't know what they're going to offer. <laughs> you know, it says below max. What does that even offer look like? Because if you can get Tobias Harris at twenty million, at twenty, you know, maybe even twenty three million or something like that, we don't know. His max starts at what thirty two, I think. Uh, I really think he goes back to Philly because they can't afford to lose both of those guys, in my opinion. But um, yeah, his max yeah. is the same as Kemba, the same as. Jim yeah, Butler. I think he goes back to Philly, but yeah. So Dallas get you know will shoot for a, a below max offer. Yeah, sure they might throw it out there and be like, hey, if you really like the fit in Dallas, you really want to play in our system, then this is how much we'll you know we'll give you. But oh. yeah. Um, other news is that Nikola Mirotic is going back to Europe. Kind of shocking. Kind of shocking. Um, that's the second guy in in two days to turn down probably. Probably a uh, an eight-digit deal, right, with Darren Collison yesterday that we didn't actually talk about. He decided to focus on his faith and not play next year. Uh, hilariously, he was in talks with the Bulls. It was like, man, he's probably sitting down with his wife like, all right, so I can make $10 million next year and have to play for the Bulls. Or I could not play for the Bulls. I think I want to not play for the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of surprising too. Um, Collison walking away, but Miritich, I mean, Miritich was going to get paid more than Collison. And, you know, there are teams out there. Dallas liked him to a degree. Um, I think somebody reported Utah was really interested in him. Uh, the stretch four market in general, you know, yeah. there's not, there are already not a ton of them. And, you know, he's kind of near the top of the list if you're looking for that four who can knock down a three. And him walking away to uh, go. Nobody tell anyone about Maxi. He's our secret. Shh. Uh, but, no, I mean, I tweeted this out today. Halfway joking, but half, but pretty serious about it, too. Uh, I think this might, you know, raise Maxi's uh, money just, just a tad because – I think across the league, you know, he is viewed as the stretch four. Uh, this more athletic. He obviously doesn't shoot as well as Miritich, but I mean, at 27, whatever Maxi's at, and the athleticism he has, and that he can shoot the three. I'm curious to see what some teams uh, throw at Maxi, and we've said we've been worried about it before. A little bit more worried about it now. Now that Miritich, you know, that option's off the table for some other teams. Yep. Um, all right, let's take an early break, and when we come back, let's start talking about some of the Dallas Mavericks and where we officially stand and just give a preview of the day for the Mavericks. All right, Isaac, so um, do we want to go through the roster first, or do we want to do like what 
maybe some of these signings could mean for the Mavericks as far as Kawhi, KD, uh, Terry Rozier, you know, the big names like that? Uh, let's just roll through the roster real quick and just give the foundation of what the roster looks like. A lot of you know this right now, but to give you, hey, this is where the roster stands right now with each of the players before 5 o'clock hits for free agency. So, obviously the big one, Kristaps Porzingis is going to agree to a $158 million five-year deal. Um, he's that would be a Shams Woj tweet at, you know, 502 and agreed to the max, and then, but it won't officially happen for another couple of weeks probably because... You know that will be the one of the last things you need to do after your other signings. Yes, so that that is going to happen. Uh, we expect him to agree to that deal, <laughs> and then you know after the moratorium, be able to uh, after they finish everything else up to sign that and be last. We uh, Brian Brokoff is already a part of the roster um, because his contract is guaranteed, so he is there. Um, Luca still part of the roster. Um, <laughs> the th- the thing about Luca though is. Whatever free agent they bring in could tell us what kind of position they want Luca to play or where they at least want him to defend or what position they feel most feel comfortable. Um, it could just be, you know, they, could, they think he can play a bunch of different positions. So whoever they bring in, they're like, we're fine with whatever. So they can go after Tobias in the same way that they can go after Patrick Beverly. Yeah. And if you get Patrick Beverly and you get Tobias, you're now asking Luca to do two different things, right? Like if you get Tobias, all of a sudden you're – Sliding Tobias in at the four, probably, or in at the three, even, and making Lucas shift down to the two and be a and be like a traditional guard because I don't think they're going to start Porzingis at the five. I don't think that's going to change, right? I, after all this, I still don't feel like that's going to change. They're still going to no, st- start no. a center and Porzingis. Yes, still fully expect KP to start at the four. So uh, even if they bring in a guy like Tobias. Even if they brought in like Miritich, who was apparently somebody they targeted, I think he would come off the bench. I think he'd be off the bench, yes. Yeah, which is just weird to me. Um, and which probably depressed him, and he's like, "I'm going back. I will go back to Europe." <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that might tell us something about Luca as well. Yeah, it could. I mean, yeah, we'll see if it what position it kind of. Point, I mean, he's going to be the primary ball handler either way, but more uh more about the roster defensively and you know the Kemba thing to Boston is in the bag we've seen that he's Woj said he's like on his way to Boston and and, and all that stuff and there are a lot of mixed emotions today about about just all of that and I just want to I saw a couple tweets that came my way of you know this is just you know on par for Dallas Look, if uh, one tweet I saw was, if Luca and KP can't get a free agent right now, I'm worried about the years to come. And I'm like... That's a bad if, way to look at it. Yeah, so we, we've talked about this before. If we walk away with two or three guys, that is still a win. Like You can't expect Luca at 20 years old and KP coming off an ACL injury and you know this, hasn't played in 20, 21 months. You, you can't expect them to just be at the front of the line for all of these top guys. And all of these top guys are saying, you know what? I want to go play with these guys. Like Even somebody like Kimball Walker, the idea of Kimba coming to Dallas... To say, you know what, this 19-year-old or 20-year-old kid is going to be the main spotlight. He's going to be the main ball handler. I'm going to play off him, and I was just an all-star. So, it's, yeah. 
Jeff Siegel already has all the cap sheets updated for the, the deals that are incoming for Kyrie to the Nets, Kemba to the Celtics, Clay with his deal, Porzingis, Vooch, and Harrison Barnes. Jeff Siegel, the hardest man, the hardest working man. <laughs> Earlybirdrights.com for all your cap sheet needs. That's what I use almost <laughs> exclusively now. Yes. He uh, is, I just thought that was very awesome. funny that he has these all. I actually have, I did the add to home screen on my iPhone. I and, just literally just pulled that up on here. So I have like, it, it has a, like an app. It looks like an app on my yeah. phone that I just click on it for salary cap stuff. But we're uh, such nerds. We are. Super, also, it's super our job. Nerd. Isn't that great that it's our job, yes. man? I highly recommend doing this as a job. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it is really cool to podcast. It takes a, a lot of work, but it is, it is awesome. And these times, especially I am just like, I cannot complain about anything. This is what we live Except for. Except I will complain about one thing, Isaac Harris. This is Campaign the one thing. Campaign being on the summer league roster? I will complain. No, that is your complaint. The Mavericks are not using the trade exception. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I had so many. I, I didn't. It didn't backfire, but I just I called it ahead of time. I had maybe four or five DMs, mm-hmm. and I was like, did you listen to the – every time they'd be like, what should we do with the trade exception? And I would just say back to them, did you listen to the podcast? And they're like, oh, you know, I kind of listen every once in a while. I'm like, okay. Because I just went on this huge rant about the trade exception. I got <laughs> to, to know just, it now. I just te- I just text Nick. I just send him to him, like tweets. He, I'm sends, like, them hey, check this he sends them all to me, even if they're not at us. Um, the, okay, but for everyone, the idea with the trade exception, I've, done, I've said this so many times, that they have to renounce the trade exception in order to use their cap space. So the Mavericks are not going to use the trade exception. If they do, that would be incredible. Like I just don't know. I, I'm it, that'd be over my head <laughs> as far as the cap. The other thing that I get a lot of tweets of is why can't the Mavs just sign and trade Jimmy Butler to Miami or for like Dragic and some other stuff? Like why can't they just do that? And the Doesn't reason why the Mavs can't sign and trade somebody else's player is because when you sign somebody else's player, you have to wait until December to trade that player. That's yeah. why there's a certain time in December where we say it's it's kind of like trade season is open because now players that sign new deals are able to be traded. Does that count with your own players too? Like for Porzingis, would they not be able to trade him until December too? No, anybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so anybody on a new deal, I think so. Um, I mean, just like Deandre, you couldn't like the Mavericks couldn't trade Deandre. Yes. until Yeah. Yeah. That was right. After that, this season. So you can't have buyer's remorse, I guess. Very true. <laughs> um, any other, any other big like cap things that come up that you want to just address? Uh, caps have no. I mean, things. okay, if you, you Porzingis obviously gonna be back. Tim Hardaway's on the books for twenty million next year. Yeah, who I Sorry, forgot guys. was on the roster the other day. <laughs> Sorry guys, the, he isn't going anywhere. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Dallas probably won't stretch him. I've seen some people try to throw that out there. Yeah. That would be seven million over five years. Uh, that and it's not be, like he's unplayable, you know, like he has yes. some skills and maybe he's put in a certain situation, maybe playing the summer with the Mavericks, you know, and practicing and going through a full training camp and all that stuff will help him. Also, he was hurt last year. We can't yes. forget that, that he had that. What was that? I remember he didn't know what kind of surgery he was going to have. The, le- but, the leg <laughs> surgery. Yeah. We'll have a surgery on my leg. What is it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, so, so Court- Courtney Lee's contracts, the big one. That's the the biggest talking point as far as contract. He is on the books for twelve point seven million dollars for next season, an expiring contract. What 
Dallas does with Courtney Lee will kind of show you maybe a direction over the next 24 or 48 hours over the next few days because we've we talked about this when we did the potential pairings with Patrick Beverly we talked about pairings that they could pair with him if they if they get Beverly if they just kept Lee on the roster pairings they could get with Beverly if they stretched Lee and in that case you'd pay him four million dollars over the next three years therefore clearing up around eight million dollars in cap this this season or this summer to go from 30 million in cap to 38 million in cap or you try to find a crazy trade and to where you could just dump his contract which is kind of difficult at this point because you even see J.R. Smith right now I mean he's not he, he I mean he extended his you know his guarantee date but he's not even been able to get dumped right now so and his is like non-guaranteed so he's like a million guaranteed and he can't get yeah so it's a that's easier said than done with people but Dwight Powell's back. You know, he opted in. He's going to sign his extension in July, but he's on the books for 10.2. And you just keep going down at that point because, you know, Justin Jackson's at 3.2. Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleba, that, that is the two qualifying offers that Dallas gave them. They're restricted free agents. They can listen to other teams. But like we said before, Dallas will have the chance to max those, uh, those sheets. But I would expect all of the cap holds of – you know, JJ Perea, Trey Burke, Devin, Sala, all of those capitals will be cut off, waived, whatever. Renounce. Uh, yeah, renounce. There you go. And uh, I expect JJ to be back. Maybe, maybe Devin. We'll see what his playing career looks like. And then, do we know, have Sala. to say? Do we have to say JJ is back if he never left? <laughs> well, back uh, under a new contract. <laughs> And then, um, and then you got the three guys at the bottom there: Jalen Brunson at one point four, Ryan Brokoff now at the same number at one point four, and Isaiah Roby uh, with his second uh, round contract. So that's that's kind of where you're you're standing right now as a roster. And now you got to fi- figure out how many of like <laughs> how many more pieces you're going to add to the puzzle, and are you going to bring back uh, the restricted free agents and Finney Smith and Maxi? Which they should. We expect them to. But you never know if a team comes out like, you know, New Orleans or somebody like that. Or or one team that was mentioned with the Miritich thing um, was Utah. If Utah renounces Derek Favors, then they have some they have some cap and they can, you know, yeah. go after him if they decide to do that. Maxi would be a, a great compliment to Derek Favors in that at that four spot. He he would be what they thought Trey Lyles was gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Right? For sure, because um, he's way yeah, better than him. There'll be some different teams uh, interested in Maxi, but we'll see. Yes, um, so the- if Maxi gets, what's the number that you're surprised that Maxi gets next year? If it's ten, if it's like ten million a year, I'd be like, oh. If he gets a th- if he gets a three for thirty, yeah. If it's like something like that, are you shocked? Because I don't know if I'll be shocked. No, not shocked. I'd be like, oh, you know, like it would kind of hurt me in the side, but I'd also feel really good for him. If he gets this, if he gets more money than Dwight Powell for next season, yikes! Would Maxi become the new Dwight Powell? We're like, he's not playing up to his contract, right? <laughs> Uh, there's some people that really like him and really like his potential. So I, I'm just, I'm really curious. Maxie's I'm super curious on what his situation will be, will be over the next few days and week. Also, Maxie is, is you know, slated as a three point shooter, but he's not been that much better than Dwight Powell shooting threes. Right. Sure. 
like in his two years. I do want to know how quick something happens with Maxi or Dorian. If it, we if we're going a few days and there's nothing with them, you're like, all right, solid. Like they're talking with Dallas, whatever. Yeah. But if it's tomorrow night and it's Maxi, you know, Maxi and you know Philadelphia have agreed on a you know, and starting on July sixth, that will be when he will sign and give Dallas the forty eight hours to match and all that stuff. But Either way, so that's kind of like your rundown of the roster. A lot of you knew where that uh, where that stands. Courtney Lee is the biggest one of what can they do with that contract to create more space, and and we'll see. And there there are a ton of different options. If they go the trade route, there's a couple options with that. They could go the stretch route, get eight more million. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, pretty much everything is set in stone. So we're uh, as far as that go- as far as that roster, except for Courtney Lee, pretty much, and the two restricted guys. Yep. yep. Okay. Let's uh let's take another break. When we come back, let's talk about some of these players around the league and maybe some implications that they could have for the Mavericks. All right, Isaac. So, um, yeah, over the last two years, Dwight Powell and Maxi are like really close in three point percentage. I would still take Maxi in a three point shootout. Agreed. He shot thirty five percent last year, um, but Dwight shot. 30% and then the year before he shot 33 and then Maxi mm. shot 31 last season or the season before last. So pretty close, like a couple percentage points off from each other, which is, could be a big deal. Um, so Kawhi is kind of the big one, right? KD kind of seems like he's going to go do his own thing and it doesn't really have any implications for next season necessarily. We don't know that though, because I mean the whole report with Woj today about him and Kawhi, I mean, we don't. That'd be hit him like Kawhi going to the Knicks would just be so weird to me. That would make no sense because that just that team wouldn't be good. I don't know if that team makes the playoffs if KD and we've if talked Kawhi about this though. Are we sure he wants to be good? Yes, I think that's the one thing we know about him is he wants to play on a good basketball. How, how team. do we know that? Because he's like Boardman gets paid and he's like he wants to win and if he if he wants to get paid, but if it's about his brand now. We don't know. We we just don't know if that's what he wants. If he if his main focus right now is how can I get the Kawhi Leonard brand big, it will be the same effect in Staples as it would be in MSG. Should I give my argument that I gave last night? No, because this is going to be a huge long argument, and I, I'm not, I'm and we sick already of the did it. We after the we po- did it. after the podcast last night. We did we had this whole argument that could have been its own podcast. I agree. The Clippers make way more sense because even if him and KD go to the Clippers, and if they go to the Clippers. Then the the surrounding cast is amazing. They are a really good team. They they're a really good team next year, and then they welcome Kevin Durant to the roster in two years, and it's absolutely insane at that point. But yeah, that then it's insane. But he's literally just throwing away a year of his prime with the Knicks because those players aren't good. I mean, they have some potential. Mitchell Robinson has potential. R.J. Barrett has great potential. You know, like Dennis Smith Jr. We still think has great potential, but just they're not ready to go play win right now and. Whoever else they get, maybe they can cobble together. They, they they also wouldn't have any more cap space. <laughs> they would have their like exceptions and minimums, and that's it. And I don't think you can put together a playoff team, even in the gosh, maybe maybe in the East he makes the eighth seed with that team, <laughs> just Kawhi by himself because Katie's not playing for a year. Yeah, but yeah, but I still go back to the thing of we don't we don't know what he wants. No, nope, we don't. I, I mean, I think where we see, I mean, does he is it all about rings? Then he signs with the Lakers. 
because then they're immediately the favorite for the next how many years? But I think is it all about just brand? If it, if it's just about brand, then it opens it up for a few more suitors. If he wants a little bit of both while still being the actual man and not sharing like with yeah. LeBron and all that drama, then it's like the Clippers or Stan. So like it's yeah, we'll see. I think the Lakers give him that brand. Because the Lakers brand is so huge. I mean, even we're gonna the, go. We're gonna go down this dang road again. I'm going. I'm just gonna do really quick. Being the third guy on the Lakers is still bigger than the biggest guy on the Clippers, in my opinion. Because of just how big the fan base is. So, I think it's a little bit different when you're a, a guy like Kawhi's caliber. Was Blake Griffin ever bigger than like like? Was Blake Griffin ever the best player in the league? Kawhi <laughs> Leonard's the best player in the league. That's true. That's, to, a, bad, like, that's a bad example. He has like the resume of everything. Yeah. Uh, so we just don't know. We just don't know. But are there any implications for the Mavs though? The Kawhi? the Clippers route scares me. Yes, because that adds Mainly, another definite playoff team. That and it scares me for Patrick Beverly because yeah. if he goes there by himself, if he goes there with KD, then there is a path for them to uh, offload Gallinari while keeping Patrick Beverly's cap hold. Yes. I'm pretty sure. So, and in which then bringing back Beverly to play with those guys is huge. And they would definitely want to do that. Yes. And if you're Patrick Beverly, oh. man, you, you couldn't blame him at that point because even with KD sitting out next year, that team is deadly. A very, very good team. It's so, just like a sleeping giant team waiting. Like the Lakers would, they would have to win next year because after that, they're not going to beat Kawhi and KD. <laughs> with Harold, Lou Williams, Beverly, SGA. Okay, but the thing is that next year, uh, Harold will get paid. He's only making $6 million this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get paid, but, I mean, Bomber ain't going to care to pay the tax. Probably not. And Clippers fans would hope not. Yeah. So, and anti-Lakers fans, like probably everyone listening, would hope not to. And the crazy thing is they got young they got young guys, too, like yes. SGA and Shamit. Like, these guys okay, are... You imagine SGA going up in practice against Kawhi and Durant every day? Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it, it's just... Shamit would get so many wide-open threes. SG, SGA and Beverly guarding these guards while Kawhi and... Anyway. Yes. So, like, the Clippers make more sense to me in that. So, like, the Clippers make more basketball sense, but from a Mavs standpoint, I don't want him to go to the Clippers because yes. I get scared about Beverly and I get scared about... That'd, you know, be two, that'd, that'd be two huge blows if he goes to the Clippers. Yes, and it just locks him in at... You know, it locks the Clippers in as a playoff team. I mean, as a Mavs fan, what we're rooting for today when free agency starts yes. or the outcome of free agency, go you want Knicks. Kevin, you want Kevin Durant to go to the Knicks. You want Kawhi to stay in Toronto, or go to the uh, Knicks, uh, or go to the Knicks. I don't give a crap with that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you want Jimmy, you know, to stay in L.A. You know, as many of these guys can stay. I mean, stay in Philly. I was gonna say yeah, uh, or yeah, go to Miami. I mean, Just go to Miami. Yeah, sure, go to Miami like that. You want those guys to stay east. We don't need any more people in the West. Speaking of Jimmy Butler, what is with this thing with like D'Angelo Russell and the Timberwolves and Jimmy Butler with Miami? They're having these meetings and they don't have any space at all. It's crazy. It was. It, I mean, it is wild. And I mean, you see, it kind of. I think it honestly plays into the player empowerment era too, because yes. Yes. you look at these guys and say they are going to puff out the chest and say, "I want to go to this team. Make it and, happen." Make it happen. If not, I'm going to sign with this other team yes. in cap space. 
and you're just going to lose me for absolutely nothing. It also shows how many deals are probably in place right now. And there's so many deals that are in place that never happen, right? Like I'm sure if we talked to Donnie, he'd be like, yeah, we had all these different trades lined up and something, you know, if one thing happened, then all these different things would happen. It'd just be a domino effect, but you know, it didn't happen. Or if we needed to do this, then all of a sudden these deals were in place. And I'm sure Minnesota has deals in place. Uh, Wiggins took off yes. took off uh, Minnesota and Minneapolis from his social media today. So I don't know. I'm so intrigued with the Andrew Wiggins thing because I just I don't know what team. So I threw out there today a fake like Minnesota trade because yes. I think yes, if you're Minnesota and you can get off the contract for Andrew Wiggins, you go that route first mm-hmm. to create the cap space for D'Angelo Russell. But I was operating like man, I just don't know if they're going to be able to get off that contract. What's another deal? And if Minnesota called up and said, "We'll give you Jeff Teague, expiring nineteen million. We'll give you Robert Covington, who's on the books for another three years at you know ten or eleven Good million, deal. solid deal. And then we'll give you like a protective first. Let's say like a lottery protector, or top twenty protective first, yeah. or something like that. First, it turns uh, into two seconds or something like that. Yes, we'll give you that for Courtney Lee. And at that point, Dallas would still have the money to sign Patrick Beverly. You would be using the rest of your cap on Jeff Teague and Robert Covington. Don't really care for Jeff Teague, but you would be walking away with Robert Covington and Patrick Beverly, which would be perfect compliments Amazing. Uh, to uh, KP and Luca. Honestly, the best you could ask for. Uh, it's Yeah, I mean, I would, that would be awesome. Robert Covington was like all defensive team. Yeah. And can shoot the three too. So, and then yeah. So Minnesota would get Courtney Lee's contract. They would they would then have around twenty million in cap, and then they could do the stretch wave for Courtney Lee. Open up twenty eight million. Then you, you you're really close to your D'Angelo Russell money at that point. Twenty eight million what, is his max. Okay. So then so and at that point you're answering the question that we I've been throwing out there a ton. It's what Dallas just did with Luca and going out you have to go get the second star to go with your young star. Yes. And right now Minnesota, you got to do whatever you can to get a second star with Towns. And if they go out and get Russell, then as a Mavs fan, you get pissed because yes. that's you don't want another team uh to, you know, take a step forward. So But if you can get in there and if you can get that I mean that deal would be amazing. I I don't know if Minnesota does that because you want to try to keep Covington and maybe and try all the Wiggins options first. But yeah, that's that's if they strike out our Wiggins thing. And but if that, yeah, obviously if you can go the Wiggins route, you go that route. But it, it it shows you another thing too of how how some of this stuff can play out and how it can take time over the next you know few days and week because you might have teams like Dallas. That's sitting there weighing their options for those second tier free agents, and they're looking at guys across the you know, across the league and these uh, Danny Green types and you know these Kavon Looney's or you know you fill in the blank of these Julius Randles. They're looking at these guys in free agency over the next few days, but they're also looking at guys too that where teams could be offloading. So like Jimmy Butler spreading out his free agent visits. I mean, what if he does choose Houston? Well, then they have to shed Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker and all that stuff. Well, what if a team like Dallas says we would rather spend use our money to absorb Eric Gordon or PJ Tucker instead of spending that money on Julius Randle or something like that? It just shows you the trickle down effect of Jimmy Butler and some of these guys picking places or D'Angelo Russell if he picks Minnesota and Dallas really likes Robert Covington and they're like oh, let's wait, let's see what Russell does because then they might have to shed Covington and we'd rather get Covington instead of spending some. So it just, it's, I mean, a back and forth. And if, what if Jimmy picks Miami? What can, what does Miami do? They're going to have to Jeez. offload. That's harder than Houston, in my opinion, because Houston's pieces 
are a lot better than Miami's pieces. But then they have, I mean, they have Bam and Justice and Josh Richardson and I see. I don't think that, uh, but they wouldn't want to get off one of those guys. I mean, yeah, I'd say Josh Richardson go would go to Philly, but then they would have to somebody would have to take another one of those contracts. And yes. well, they would have to just for cap reasons. Yeah. So I, if they if they did that, would you be interested in the Dragic thing again? Yeah, I would have to look at. I would have to look at how that would have to work because I don't know. I think if I would only do that if Beverly wasn't an option anymore. I think I'd rather have Beverly than Dragic. Well, just like how it would, would he have to opt in? And then as soon as he opts in, he gets traded would have to be in the, I, I'm just curious on how that would actually be able to work. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I would definitely, if, you know, if, if it is a situation like that and Beverly says, I'm going back to the Clippers to be with Kawhi and Katie or something like that. And we're all like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. What just happened? And then we're on day four of free agency. Jimmy's like, I want to go to Miami and Miami's calling around saying, all right, we need somebody to take Dragic at 19 million. And Dallas like, Hey, well, Beverly's not coming. We'll take Dragic. That's just, you know, that that's just a, a, a small look into all of the different options that can play out over the next few days and week. Yes. There's so many things that could happen. We're very excited for it. Um, any other scenarios you want to look at? Uh, do we think the the Russell thing we kind of talked about with Minnesota, but his other suitors are, I mean, the Lakers are having a meeting with him. Um, oh, breaking news. JaVale McGee is going to meet with the Rockets. Dang it. J- okay, the Rockets. Okay, let's talk about this. The Rockets are meeting with Looney and JaVale. I mean, this just shows me that, uh, well, one, I I think before we end this pod, this is going to be a longer pod, so whatever. But before we end this pod, <laughs> Before we end this spot, I, I do want us to go through the big names and say this is where we think they'll go. I think Jimmy oh, yeah, will end predictions. up. Okay. I want to. I, I will say I think Jimmy ends up in Houston, and in that case, this this explains why they're looking at Looney, why they're looking at Javale McGee, because that means just like Stein and I think it was Stein, somebody reported that you know they have a deal in place for Capella to go somewhere. So they you must. need kind of you need a Capella backup plan at that point. And I saw. A report today to where Boston is targeting Looney for their mid-level, which is like four point something million. Um, no way. W- no freaking way. No. Like so, that is a huge bargain. If you get if you get Looney for less than ten, I feel was like that's a bargain. That, wasn't he? He was making more than that last year. I don't even know, but that that would be well under what I thought he would be making in the market. So I'm curious. I'm curious what. Um, yeah, obviously Houston's up to something. They're looking at everything. Did you want to take a break? No, we already did our two. Oh, sweet. We're good. Cool. This is the ramble time. We're allowed to just say whatever we want now. Oh, I got I got plenty of things to ramble about right now. Uh, also, I think Looney did make less than that. I think he was still on his rookie deal. And then they then okay. they declined his rookie option. That's why he's a free agent now. Okay, okay. That I screwed that up. But anyway. Uh, the Mavericks are also not meeting with Al Horford. So. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, so who reported that again? Uh, good question. I just saw it from. I just saw the fan aggregated it, but okay. So Mavericks supposedly not meeting with Al Horford once again. Who is the freaking Al Horford team? Yeah. Because this is well, literally the biggest mystery right now. Because Stein, Stein said, came out again yeah, tonight. He said the Pelicans. <laughs> no, well, I'm saying he came out again tonight and said the Pelicans are not that. Like <laughs> they they don't want four say, year players. Didn't he say earlier? Earlier today that it was the Pelicans, though? Well, originally it was like, they're not the team. Then he was like, hey, he's heard different rumblings that could be, or they might be interested. And then in a 
Pelicans front office is just messing with him. It's probably David Griffin at that point said, "Hey, bro, Mark, no, we're not, that's not us." So, or, the, or am, they're really trying to tame or limit his market. Yeah, so I, I'm curious, man. Some there could be a team just come out of nowhere for Horford, and you're like, "What the crap just happened?" Or what if you see sometime tomorrow? Uh, wouldn't this just get everybody freaking out? What if we get like a Woj or a Shams bomb tomorrow, and it's Danilo Gallinari traded to Utah or something like that, and you're like, whoa, okay, the Clippers are getting somebody. Lakers fans would just melt at that point. I'd laugh, but um, the Horford situation, I'm just, I just, I'm so curious on who the team is because we love Al Horford. Um, Would you be shocked if it just came out of nowhere? Dallas signs Al Horford to four year 110. I'd I'd be a little shocked at this point, but it is misdirection season. Anything can happen. I'm, I'm not. I hope that we're not trying to get everybody's hopes up. Even the Patrick Beverly thing is not guaranteed. I don't know how much yes. we, can, we can say that, uh, especially with the Kawhi Leonard situation still in tow, and you just never know. And also, the Mavericks got their two guys. Again, You know, they just need some solid guys in free agency, and that's what we're so excited about. We get excited about the solid guys the Mavs can bring around the two stars. They have two stars. You don't have to worry about You know, people keep tweeting me. Somebody just tweeted me just now. Well, boys, another year of us not getting anybody in free agency. Oh, man, I'm not about here. I'm not here for that. Not about that at all. They they have their two guys, and it's about the long run. It's about the long play here. So you need to start bringing guys around. You don't want to commit four years to to Al Horford or Kemba Walker or something like that, and then all of a sudden it just doesn't work, right? (laughs) That's why we were still even iffy about those. We love those guys, and we'd be so happy if they were on the Mavs, but – that's one of the the downfalls is that it could just not work. Yeah, and this is one of the years that literally whatever I mean for the most part whatever happens it, you're kind of like okay man that sucks but we got KP and Luca for the next mm-hmm. you know decade or we got KP we haven't got to see KP in it Mavericks uniform <laughs> playing live minutes yet so I mean that opening night in Dallas is going to be crazy next year you not think he just would play summer th- league. Just <laughs> KP and broke off just going off. <laughs> going nuts um i do want to bring up malcolm brogdon because i feel like is he really yeah oh sweet um i feel like that's the tweet that we got the most today of can dallas pull off the brogdon thing and we have we've said this a thousand times we love malcolm brogdon Mm -hmm. and he would be a perfect fit and i think dallas really likes him too it just goes down to the restricted thing and to where the moment you sign in Milwaukee has to decide on it and all that stuff. I mean, he, he, he don't even have to meet with other teams. He could, it could come out tomorrow night, Brockton and Buck, you know, Milwaukee come to an agreement on a four year, $80 million deal and to stay in Milwaukee. And he might not even meet with other teams. We have, we have no clue, but, now with Dallas not doing the Kemba thing and, you know, let's say Tobias inks with Philly pretty quick and, you know, Horford's got, they're not in that. And it, and it really is the, like everything's being reported, they're spreading the money out through Beverly and some other they're guys. Splitting the aces. If they think, here, here is the scenario though. If they think that Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard and all of that is going to take days and, you know, a week or whatever it is. And they, they think it's just going to prolong for a while. And therefore, a lot of the second tier guys might be waiting on that too. Mm-hmm. Then you might see a pathway in which they say, hey, let's just go throw something big at Brogdon. Because, okay, let's say they come out at 501, Beverly signs with Dallas. Let's just say and he signs for like 13 a year or whatever. 
then you're looking at 17 million in cap space. So how can we get to a lot of people have been throwing out the 20 mark for Brogdon. I think it's going to cost more than 20 to even get Milwaukee to think about it. So let's just say 23. You got to create six million somewhere more in cap. So at that point, you stretch Courtney stretch Courtney Lee's contract that gets you eight more million dollars, and then you offer uh, you offer Brogdon a four year ninety million dollar deal, and that some people scares the crap out of them. Me, it's a little bit of an overpay for Brogdon, but I would be down for it one hundred percent because I think he's that perfect of a fit to next to Luke and KP. And then you wait your, you know, your couple of days, see what Milwaukee does. If not, you'll go from there and see, I mean, that's just the risk though, because in those, you know, a couple of days that if he, if he signs an offer with Dallas, you, all your money's tied up. And in those couple of days, you could see a lot of these guys, the Randall's or Danny greens or whatever, go off the board. And it, that's just pulling teeth at that point. I mean, it's, it, it's a miserable feeling to see that happen, and then in you know a couple of days go by, and, and Milwaukee matches, and you're like, "This sucks." Yeah, th- and this is not going to happen tomorrow or today. This is not. Yeah, yeah. This is going to take. I mean, if the Mavericks will end up with Brogdon, it won't happen for a week and a half. Easy. Yeah. And I mean, and then honestly, it could I mean some of these restricted things you see where D'Angelo Russell, uh, you know, they made him restricted free agent. They gave him the qualifying offer. Kyrie is going to sign it, you know, looks now. So where now they're going to renounce him. Uh, I got a few texts tonight. They're like so people circling back to D'Lo. They're like, so is it, are we sure that's not a fit in Dallas? <laughs> um, we've talked about this. We did a whole free agent thing on D'Angelo Russell in Dallas. Uh, I think I'm more in favor of it than you, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I did. A, okay. I did. Uh, you know how I did my Kawhi Leonard pitch video? I did a D'Angelo Russell one. And I threw the Mavs in there, so you guys gotta go watch that video on Free Dawkins. Uh, the link Ooh, is sweet. in the link is in the description, by the way, as well as the link to uh, Isaac's articles as well. So you can just go click that right on your phone and pull those up. So uh, I threw Mark Cuban in there just a little bit, so you guys will, <laughs> you guys will appreciate that. Um, but like you see in restricted free agent with Daniel Russell, he could, you know, looks like he's going to get his qualifying offer renounced. He's going to hit unrestricted. Yeah. You've seen the same thing happen with Terry Rozier. And now he looks like he's going to hit unrestricted free agency. So and go to the never, Hornets. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh gosh. That's, what's, that's never, what looks like it's happening. That freaking Hornets thing. I, I'll go off about that Feels, situation, but okay. Um, can we go off about that a little bit? The freaking. If the only reason why they didn't trade him at the deadline is because they needed him in Charlotte during the All Star game, yikes! I mean, it's just a whole stupid situation. I you mean, have nobody to build around. Like, I understand them doing that, but now, like, if you like, they didn't even offer him his full five year max. They offered him this under. This is that. stupid. That, I don't. Okay, so th- their cap situation is hell this year, and 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 a little bit next year too. But the year after that, it's clean. So you have three more years of Kemba Walker, plus you know some space at that point to do things. Plus your plus your young guys. Plus you'll have a couple more draft picks. I mean, their situation is not like you know the Nets was a while ago. <laughs> they're they're not completely hopeless. They have they have. There's a light at the end of the tunnel for all these bad deals if they don't screw it up again. Yes, I've, we've talked about this some before, but. The expiring contracts they have that can move, yeah, you know, they can move this year. They could, I mean, they could move those around to get another contract. I know you laugh about Andrew Wiggins, but I mean, if they swapped out a Batum and something else for Wiggins, and that still sucks. Wiggins is but, better than Bismack Biombo and 
it's at least trying something. But if you don't try something, they, a lot of that comes off your books next year. You would pretty much have to sacrifice this season, but for the rest of that max contract, you could reshuffle the roster, yeah. form a better team. Wait out some of these expirings. It just didn't make a bit of sense. You're signing the no. death warrant to your team. You have no. The biggest thing is you don't have a young star. That no. like Miles Bridges, Monk, PJ Washington, solid, cool guys. All right, that's that's great. But you don't have a young guy. You don't have a Luca. You don't have a Towns. You don't have any of these. You don't have a Gilgis Alexander. No, like you don't have that or an RJ Barrett for the most part. Like you don't have any of those guys to where it's like hope. Like what are you selling? I joked today, but like what are you selling to your fan base? Like this is, I mean, it's it's horrible. Like you are, whatever. But you're selling dollar hot dog night. That's what you're. That's what you're selling at this point. You're selling Nick Batum bobblehead night. <laughs> Nick. Batum they couldn't even bring back Frank Kaminsky. Come on. And yes, <laughs> don't 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 holler at me about Frank Kaminsky. Uh, no. No, I'm out. I, I I'm out. I'm I sorry, got guys. I got the best tweet today, and I won't shame this person. I won't stop them shame this person. Uh, they said, "What would you? Is it? Would it be crazy to think that?" Jonas Valanciunas, Ricky Rubio, and Frank Kaminsky would be good additions to the Mavs. <laughs> that is like the devil's three-way of awful free agents that the Mavs could bring in. A point guard that can't really shoot. A center that kind of needs the ball and doesn't really defend the rim that well. And then a, uh, a guy off the bench that didn't even get added to his team that is so desperate for young talent that, man, ugh. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> um. Okay, so we talked about how they could get into the Brogdon thing. I'm sorry, I'm just hitting big names right now that I feel like we've gotten a lot of tweets Don't about. Don't apologize. So this is the ramble portion them. of the podcast. Everyone knows this. If you listen this long, you know that we're just now bringing up random stuff. So this is a popular name. We really like this guy. There has been some growing momentum with him for another team over the past you know, six hours probably that we you know, before this podcast. Boyan Bogdanovich. And okay, Tony Jones just tweeted with Sean. Yeah. Did you see? Okay, yeah, go. What what I was gonna say like the Bev Boyan pairing is is great man if Dallas could pull that off that would be, be great awesome. we have been throwing this out on the pod that twenty million like it it's probably gonna cost yeah. twenty million dollars which is wild to think about sometimes but it's just in this market this year uh, above forty percent you know shooter like Boyan like it, he's a, he's a good player so. What he's gonna? I've been thinking this whole time. I really thought Indiana was just gonna overpay a little bit, keep him alongside Oladipo and those guys. And over the past, you know, what six hours or so, that you, you know, it feels like ever since Miritich committed to Barcelona, we've heard more about you know Boyan. And but there's a Mavs angle to this. If they get Boyan and they're gonna pay him around twenty, that means they're yes. That means they're probably going to have to let go of Derek Favors and watch out for Derek Favors, a potential Favors to Dallas thing. Yeah, which I would I would like. I like Favors. He can hit a corner. I do too. He can hit a little corner three. Uh, he's twenty seven years old. Yeah. I would be I, I would be down for the right price, and that he immediately becomes an intriguing big man option that would start alongside KP. Uh, I like what he brings to the table. He he would be part of the bullpen. But he could, uh, he would bang against some of your guys down low a little bit, a little bit more than Dwight Powell for the most part. But that's just a, that's a trickle down. If Boyan does go to Utah, which is scary, because if they walk out of the summer with Mike Conley and Bogdanovich uh, adding to their team, Utah Jazz is going to be a, a a scary. I mean, they're already scary now. But if they trade out favors for Bogdanovich, I mean Jeez. that that's pretty Who nasty. Who do they start then? I, I think I think they start Ingles at the four. 
Wow. Play the. I mean, you put four shooters around Gobert. That's a, not only that's four shooters, team, but really. That's a team where you start Porzingis at the five. Then. Yeah, probably right. Like there, I think there are situations where Carlisle does. I think he could. Shoot. I think he could get away with Garden Bogdanovich though. Yeah, if he's just going to stand in the corner, or Ingles or something. Ingles, I did yeah. see it. I did see one of the. I think it was Andy Bailey today retweeted a tweet that said, "If they get Ingles and Bogdanovich, it's." Bo Jingles. <laughs> they need Dennis with Jr. It is so funny. Um, also, the two like two dudes that don't look like they should play NBA basketball. If you just looked at them on the street, just in opposite corners, staring at each other. Yes, the two math teachers. So anyway, Bojan that's to just me kind of looks like the the sheriff from Stranger Things. I say I don't watch that show. <sighs> Tweet at Isaac thought, if you should thought, watch Stranger Things because the, the third season is coming out July 4th, and I'm very excited for it. Did you see the the picture of uh, Kyle Korver and Kevin Love? Not excited for the next 13 Reasons Why season, if there is one. <laughs> oh, God. Don't talk about <laughs> You remember that? <laughs> I ruined that for that guy. <laughs> um, Any other bigger names you want to talk about before free agency hits? I Ricky Rubio, we get a little tweets about that. No, sorry. It looks like he's going to Indiana. Uh, we'll see. If I'm if curious, Bojan to see. goes to Utah and the the Pacers just get Rubio, so now they have Rubio Oladipo. Insert third player, and then they try to start Turner. Like that is just that's a weird situation. All of a sudden, they should be a Tobias team. It should be. They, they have enough be space. Big time money at Tobias instead of freaking Ricky Rubio. Um, I also yeah, put, I, I also put um, Indiana in that D'Angelo Russell pitch video. I think they should be a D'Angelo Russell team. Huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would like him and uh, Oladipo for sure next to each other. Some I'm I'm super curious on when free agency starts. It's five oh one, or let's just say it's like five oh five tomorrow. Who like what? What's the name that gets a crazy contract that you're like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. What just happened with that? Jeremy Lamb. That could be a guy that just is all of a sudden like Indiana signs Jeremy Lamb for oh, that. That's a go. Indiana signs Jeremy Lamb for like three year, forty three million or something. Jeez. Or uh, my picks is like Sacramento. Sacramento signs Dwayne Dedman for like four years, fifty million. Yeah, well, they are gonna sign him. It seems like. So, something like that. If if Sacramento goes from thinking they're getting Horford to Dwayne Dedman, uh, which I know I get, it. Dwayne Dedman's not a bad player. I'm not. He, he's actually a decent center. And but. you can argue that that might be better for the you know that you get more Bagley minutes at five if you bring yes. in Dedman than if you bring in Horford. The real question is where where's Cantor going? I feel like the Knicks are going to throw out some some contracts to Cantor. Not not he to can't no he not definitely to ain't going back here. <laughs> I was just thinking of destination. Like who would bring in guys? Like could could the Knicks pay the Morris brothers like an insane amount of money? I just think they're gonna do these like one year deals. And if they do multi year deals, it's gonna be guys that can The thing is like, though, they're both the coming off guys. that terrible Phoenix deal that they did together that they got screwed on. That's true. Because they got traded. So this might be their time to get paid. I think we can see like Markeith and Ella in the Lakers, but Marcus, I think, I think no matter how much Rich Paul and them would want him in in a Lakers yeah, uniform, I, 
I think he's going to get paid. Uh, we talked about this a while back, and I think I texted you about this the other day. With Dallas splitting their money up, and they're not getting like one big guy, and let's say they're getting Beverly, and let's say they get a couple other guys, and they're sitting around with like five million left in cap space. At that point, would you circle back around to Frank Nilakina? See, I have been. I I would rather just play Jalen Brunson some more minutes. Okay, even if it's just like a flyer, I think I would. If it's if they're saying we'll take one of those future for the seconds that you got, shut. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, sure. If, if if you're not getting anybody, if you're not getting a point guard, and you're starting Brunson, then sure, yeah, bring in. And then if they're not getting anybody now, then the then the rebuild you know takes a little bit longer. As far as you know, the timeline is, is set back just a little bit, whereas they're not as solid okay. going into this year. So yeah, you, you take more flyers on younger guys then, sure. Okay. The thing is though, you don't want to do it too early because then you're you're cutting into your cap space with Frank Nilakina, who you know. Who do you dislike more, Nilakina, Willie Cauley Stein, or Wiggins? <laughs> Those are my three guys, aren't they? Uh, for the fourth... is there a pathway for them to land all three? Stop. Oh. <laughs> just hurt me very much. The, I did see- <laughs> for the for the Mavericks. I hate Wiggins the most. I hate Willie Colley Stein second and Frank Nilakina the third. Hmm. Interesting for the Mavericks as players. I don't know. It's so hard to not count their contracts in when you talk about them as players. Yeah. Wait, yeah. that Wiggins deal, man. It's just. All right, let's speed speed through the big names real quick and just let's do predictions where, where they're going. Kawhi Leonard. I say Clippers. I can't say of course. I can't say Lakers, right? I just can't. Yes, of course. That's what I think is going to happen. But if it doesn't, I'm not going to be super disappointed either. I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Kevin Durant. I, I don't know if I can record with you if he commits to the Lakers tomorrow. I have been okay. The Lakers. You've been. You haven't been too. The bad. Lakers earlier this earlier this month traded for Anthony Davis. And I was so reserved on this podcast. I just want everyone to know that. I could be such a bigger Laker A-hole fan. I could. Somebody literally TM'd me the other day and asked me if I could trade you for tacos. (laughs) For another host. How many tacos (laughs) am I worth, Isaac? You're not even worth, like, good tacos. You're like Taco Bueno tacos. Wow. You know I got you this job, right? (laughs) (laughs) This is like your profession. I'm just long for the ride. <laughs> like you're actually good at this. The biggest Nick actually has a has a voice for it's me. It's the yeah, biggest I'm coup just... in in uh, Mavericks history. <laughs> uh, okay, you say Kawhi goes Lakers. I say Clippers. Yeah, sure. Durant, KD. You still think he's going to the Knicks? I do. I think he's he... a New York Knicks. Yeah, I think he does too. And that, him setting out, him going to New York and setting out, there's zero pressure, right? Yeah. Who cares when you come back? They tank it. They let the young guys play. It's KD. He gets to be a hero for a year, like the the sleeping giant and waiting the hero for a year. You know, everywhere he goes, people are going to love him. Yes. Because he can't do anything wrong, right? He's hurt. (laughs) Yes. Then they signed DeAndre just to hang out with him during recovery for like another one year, $20 million deal. (laughs) Oh, man, DeAndre. Who's your next guy? Clay Thompson. LOL. Okay. Kyrie Irving. You think it's done? Yeah, Brooklyn Nets. D'Angelo Russell. I will. I will say for the longest time I said the Knicks, and when I talked to somebody who, when I said the Knicks thing before, that it was sort of sourced, they told me that everything changed when KD went down. 
Oh, and so many things changed, man. When when he went down, everything opened back up. Because Kyrie wants to win now. He doesn't want to throw a season away. All right, another big name, Bobby Portis. Ooh, this one's tough. I'm going to go with um, Barcelona. Oh, <laughs> Uh, what is the, what? he could he could be one of those guys tomorrow night at like five oh five. Yeah, Bobby Portis agrees Signs with to the Knicks. For who's the uh, who's the, what's the Ducks? What's the team the Mavs played last year? Shang, Shanghai, Shanghai Ducks. Ducks. Okay, but for real, uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Lakers. Mm. I'm gonna say Pacers because I want to see that happen. Not that I think it will happen, but I want it to. I think. Um, ooh, see. So yeah, I think the Minnesota has a thing definitely has legs. Yeah, that, that I think I. Which would you rather see more, Indiana or Minnesota? Just for a basketball pairings, you know, basketball sing- pairing, Minnesota, Mavs pairing, or Mavs point of view, yeah, Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> um, but I honestly think the Lakers will strike out with Kawhi, and then they'll get like <sighs> D'Angelo for less than Max, and but have a little bit more money to go get somebody else too. Can like you imagine smaller. if Kawhi goes to the Clippers? D'Angelo goes to the Timberwolves. Bojan goes to the Jazz. The Jazz are already good. You're still in the same spot as Dallas, though. You freaking got AD. No, no, no I'm saying for. I'm talking about for the Mavericks. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just saying, like. Oh, miserable. Al Horford <laughs> goes to the Kings. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> miserable. What other team could uh, get better? No, Al Horford goes to the Pelicans. The Kings get. I don't know. Kings, Kings are were already good, and they got Harrison. Kings Barnes. are getting Harrison Barnes. They are getting. Okay. Him. They got him. And he was he was pretty good for them last year. Like he was hitting corner threes and stuff. And we went through their their threes that they've had on their team. <laughs> That's true. Uh, who's the next guy? Jimmy Butler, Houston, oh, man. Miami. I'm gonna go Miami. Oh, okay. I want to see crazy stuff happen tomorrow. Today, I do want to see crazy stuff. Yeah, Middleton, uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, it's easy. Tobias, Philly. Max contract has to. If 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 Jimmy is not going there, then they have to re-sign him. Yes, and I think he's a great fit as the third person there. Yes, not great as the fourth, great yes. as the third. I think. Yes. Who would you rather have if you're Philly? You had to choose one. Jimmy. Yeah, I think so too. Just because you need somebody to get me a bucket in the playoffs, and he's and just better. <laughs> yeah, even though he's and older. Ben Simmons couldn't hit the ocean with a beach ball. <laughs> Oh man, what did I see today? I saw somebody tweet a funny kangaroo. Who's your name? Kang- kangaroo kid Gilchrist is what <laughs> Dom Dom called Ben what Simmons. The heck? <laughs> <laughs> kangaroo kid Gilchrist. That made me laugh really hard. Uh, also, okay, that that's the only big names I have. Do you want to do some do th- some smaller ones? Uh, I was, no, I was going to ask you where Al Horford. Oh, Horford is a big name too. Um, I'm gonna go that. Pelicans. Look, come on, why not? I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's tough. Four years, Zion's gonna be 23. Yeah, that's still a young core, right? The thing is, if with them, KD- they have to pay. They're gonna have to pay Ingram. Like he's extension eligible next year. So now all of a sudden, you're talking like you could be in the ca- you could be over the cap. In the luxury yeah. packs. Wouldn't this, he seems like a great fit here, but they would obviously have to move somebody. Uh, a, like, Spurs fit. If if Spurs for could Horford? open up a spot for Horford, if they <laughs> traded DeRozan or Aldridge. One of the funniest things in Zach Lowe's column yesterday was that he 
that the Spurs seem like they're in, in, you know, prime to make a big move. However, there's not much interest in their, their stars. <laughs> Nobody wants them. I will say this. This is something that some, they were writing about with the KD stuff. If KD chooses, like, the new, uh, the Knicks and they work out a signing trade to where it would create a massive trade exception for Golden State, they'd immediately become players in free agency. Trade exception just makes my eyes twitch. Like, anytime you say that word, it just makes my... Those... Can the Mavs use the trade exception? How are they going to use it? Um, but that, that, that actually would be a little scary if... You know, let's say Golden State gets some massive trade exception, and all of a sudden they're calling some of these guys like Al Horford, or I mean, you fill in the blank of, "Hey guys, you want, do you want to come here?" Or they split up a trade exception and get two of these, you know, top guys. Al Horford and and Draymond in the in the front court is that's something right there. Yeah, but like, yeah, I'm so intrigued with what happens with Al Horford because even if you just go through the teams, is it going to be a team that just Either one of these teams are lying, Dallas, New Orleans, whoever. <laughs> you know, like they're saying we're not we're not in it. One of those teams are lying. Yes. Or you have it or you have a team like Indiana, it's like, you know what, we're gonna bring one of these bigs off the bench. We're signing Al Horford, gotcha. Or Al Horford's saying, Hey, I just want all the money and Sacramento's willing to give me all the money. I mean, what's the uh, is he willing to pair up with Kyrie in, in Brooklyn? Again. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so got, I'm I'm really intrigued with you know what that could look like. Man, it's gonna be interesting. We're excited about it. You got an hour long podcast. A lot this this is Sunday. You're listening this Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, heading into free agency. There might be some brand new news at this point. Okay. How about this? Tweet us if you're skipping church today to follow free agency. <laughs> uh, Are you skipping you- church tomorrow, Isaac? Did you call sick? <laughs> I work tomorrow. <laughs> Remember when we I talked about this, this isn't your full-time, this isn't your real job? <laughs> yes, I will be uh, teaching tomorrow on a stage with my phone uh, getting uh, Woj bombs <laughs> at the podium. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hey, we got to pray right now. Let's pray. You have the, and uh, I'm over checking my you phone. You ever been in a prayer meeting or just like in a in a quiet meeting and all of a sudden somebody has the ESPN, it like goes off yes. and they don't know how to turn the sound off for the notifications? People are just trying to see, hit da, every button on their da, phone. Da, da, da. Anyway, it's super exciting. It's super fun. Uh, this is what we've counted down you know, to for a long time. Don't be disappointed and, if nothing Mavs happens tomorrow. Things can still happen. Also, yes. Uh, oh, I didn't even mention this about the Mavs. So in, in Brad Townsend's story, he had a quote from somebody from an NBA executive that said, there are more bodies than chairs. There's going to be people who are stuck. Teams potentially can wait until the first round of chairs are taken up. This is a path I think the Mavs could take if, say, Kawhi goes to the Clippers, Patrick Beverly's off the table. Then all of a sudden, the Mavs can wait around for a bunch of these, a bunch of these teams to, to, you know, excuse the expression, shoot their load. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's all these, there's all these, <laughs> there's all these players that there's not enough cap for all these players, and so they can go pick off some of these smaller players and give them smaller, you know, these give smaller deals to, to players that are now underpaid because there wasn't enough money out there. Yeah. And that that's where teams like Dallas that are, are wanting to improve their roster. They have playoff aspirations next year 
and they want to, you know, they're in the hunt with some of these, not just like big names, but like the middle tier guys to where you might see teams like Chicago pull off a, a deal right at yes. right as free agency starts because that's who they're shooting for. They're shooting for the Seth Curry's of the world, you know, and all that to where like, oh, that's surprising. Well, they don't, they don't have to wait around. They're not, they might not be waiting on anybody, but it's curious. I mean, there's going to be deals that happen that are like, whoa, this came out of nowhere. What is that? That's those are my favorite ones. Of nice. this makes no sense roster wise. Makes no sense money wise. Like why did why did you just make this deal? It makes why Chicago is looking at like Kev, Kevon Looney and Julius Randle. Why? 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 You have Markinen and Wendell Carter. Why do you want these guys? So I'm curious to see what. I'm just excited. We'll see what math stuff happens. I'm excited. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll keep coming back until the free agency news dries up and then through Summer League, and we're here. So thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.